Welcome to the My Personal Football Coach Youth Soccer Player Development Podcast, episode 25 with Jao Trello. Welcome to MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Soccer Player Development Podcast. Discover all the secrets, hints and tips about soccer player development and soccer coaching from some of the leading figures in world soccer. Here's your host, Saul Isaacson-Hurst. Hi guys, welcome back to another show. Uh, this week we've got a fantastic guest, uh, Joao Trello, who's um, a very experienced coach from Benfica, uh, the famous academy in Portugal. Uh, really um, privileged he's agreed to come on the show and share his wealth of knowledge and experience. He's worked his way all the way throughout the, throughout the academy um, in all the years he's been there. Also had experience working in the first team. So it can give us a really good insight into the workings of the uh, Benfica Academy and what's made it one of the strongest academies uh, in European football and produce some top, top players. So really excited to come on. He's a gentleman and a really intelligent guy. So I know if you, you're going to really enjoy this one. Uh, lots going on with my personal football coach, as usual. Um, really privileged to announce, uh, to welcome uh, Samford Rangers in uh, Melbourne, Australia and Premier Skills here in West London as partner clubs. Uh, um, they're taking the opportunity to take advantage of the club partnership program so all their players get the app and uh, the coaches get the app as well and the online coaches uh, coaches pass as well the online resource for coaches and also support from myself as well with regular calls so really really privileged uh, more clubs coming on board and we look to have more clubs coming on from all around the world uh, every month so that's really going well so really fantastic the app's going from strength to strength so getting lots of great feedback uh, users all around the world um, if you don't know my personal football coach is an app uh, which you can you, you for players and parents and coaches you log in and it's, it's like a course uh, so a ball mastery course so you can set it up and do it yourself so quality consistent uh, ball mastery course that you can uh, improve for players at all levels uh, that's going from strength to strength uh, we're, we're releasing the five to sevens program as well the five to seven year olds program that will be coming out in the next month so really excited about that also just want to say a big thanks to all the feedback we've had for uh, our new project inside the academy uh, our short film um, series which uh, is now hosted on our new YouTube channel Inside the Academy. We've had a fantastic amount of views in a short time and some great feedback so, uh, so we've got some new episodes coming out very soon. If you haven't checked it out, check it out now. Just uh, follow the link um, for this podcast to the YouTube channel and that will take you to the, new tube, to the new YouTube channel. So we're, we're housing all our podcasts there as well now and then plus that new uh, short documentary series. Uh, we've got a few, few more excellent episodes coming up uh, at some uh, big academies so uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. So lots going on. Look, the summer's coming. Uh, it's always a busy time of year for me. I'm um, really looking forward to uh, to June especially. I work with a lot of young pros who uh, want to get ready for, for pre-season just before they go back into uh, first team training. So working with some top, top players really, really uh, feel privileged and it's going to be really exciting. I'm going to try and uh, get some stuff to show you guys as well. But just goes to show, you know, a lot of people talk about young players, young pros now and too much too young. But, you know, all the guys I work with, uh, all I see is uh, young men who are who have the desire and the intensity to improve and be the best they can be and try and uh, go in and make an impact in first team training to try and get those opportunities in the first team. So really exciting, really good to see. 
the you know football's in a good place with the with our young players coming through. So uh, without further ado, anyway, let's get into the show. I hope you enjoy this one. We've got some other podcasts coming out very soon as well. So keep it locked. I'll see you soon. So Jal Trello, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, apolo- apologies for my pronunciation. Um, I'll try my best. So, Jao, can you just um, give us a little bit of a brief background about your um, your your playing and coaching experience? So, just briefly, and then we'll go into it a little bit more detail. Yes, of course. I, I started uh, 17 years ago in Befica. Um, I graduated in physical education, uh, and then uh, I wanted to to follow my passion about football. Uh, I really don't know what I wanted to do. Uh, in in that in that ages, but when I started to coach, uh, I found my my passion, I found my ambitions, I found the um, the, the profession that will fit in my uh, own profile, and I started with the younger ages. I started with eight years old, then I I moved um, to the older old year old age groups and. Um, in these 17 years, uh, I work with uh, every age group, uh, included the first team level as assistant. And now, from seven years ago, I, I'm the under 19 coach. Uh, I, I also worked with um, with the regional team of Lisboa, uh, with the ages of under 18 and under 13. And yes, that's my my background. So obviously Benfica is uh, it's internationally recognised as one of the best player development centres in world football. Why, why do you think that is? What's the secret to your success? Yes, there are a lot of secrets, but um, the, most, the most important ones are, of course, the, the vision that our president had. Uh, he had a vision. He wanted to, to create a project that, uh, that promotes uh, the youths, the Portuguese youths, to be the, the basis of uh, the first team uh, level of Benfica uh, and this project now uh, are consolidate, consolidated and we wanted to, to move to another level of course every, every year but one of our main secrets it was the vision of the, the, our present head a couple of years ago but uh, other, of course, other secrets—not secrets, but other important uh, things that we, I think, that distinguished for, from the others are, of course, we have a, a guideline from the, the top to the bottom. Uh, all the coaches uh, follow this guideline. Uh, we we have a very good relationship between all the age groups, and of course, the relationship with the professional age groups like first team and B team, we have a very good channel, a communication channel, well defined, and this is one of the secrets of our uh, our project. Another one, of course, is the, the the scouting system. We have a lot of good scouts. We have a very well prepared scouting system to 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 find the best players in Portugal uh, since the younger ages. And then uh, another secret uh, is the methodology that we we apply in our academy. We try to to have the best methodology to to, to develop uh, the things that we 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 think that are the most important ones, like 
decision making, like um, uh, the capacity to adapt to every scenarios, uh, the technique of course, the tactical analysis, the, the physical output of course, but the main things are related with the decision making uh, capacity and of course the capacity to adapt to every scenario that any coach can demand. So then tell us a little bit about that then, um, what does that look like in practice? So let's start then at the, the younger age groups for instance, what, what, what age do you get players in? What's the first ages you get players into the academy? Uh, the, we started very, very early. We start um, at uh, eight years old, nine years old, of course, first um, around Lisbon, around uh, the, the area around Lisboa, not so far in these ages. And then from the 12, 14 years old, we start to we start to to scout every every country. Uh, we have academy with a with capacity to 70, 70 players to, to, to be there uh, internal in academy. To to live there, they stay that yeah. stay there. Yeah, they live there. They stay there. We wow. we, we promote we promote every conditions to, to, to make them feel good uh, at home in our academy and. From those ages, we, we start to, to recruit in every country, but in younger ages, we start only with uh, in Lisbon region, uh, no more than one hour far away from Lisbon. And two, we have, uh, of course, we have um, a strategy to to watch, to, to stay stay attent to all of the players in in the. In Portugal, every every region in Portugal, uh, in those ages, eight from eight to till till twelve, we have Benfica schools um, in every region. We have six Benfica schools from the north uh, to to south, and in, in those schools, we we have a lot of players that they they, they don't they don't go out from home. They, they stay at home, but they start from eight years old to, to have our guidelines as a methodology, as a culture, some insights on our culture and then if they they have capacity to, to come to Lisbon from 12, they, they will. So that's like, they're like satellite centres almost, so you that have, works. and so, yes. so the, no, satellite centres, those eight, nine, ten, eleven year olds, how often do they train? Do they train the same as academy players? Yeah, they train as academy same, players. Same, exactly the uh, same. Uh, it's not, it's not like a satellite. I think satellite is another club. We have our own clubs, our own clubs um, uh, coordinated by our coordinators, yeah. uh, coached by our coaches. Uh, they, they are our Benfica schools uh, in uh, around around all countries. So, so that that spread out all around Portugal, is it? Those those uh, yeah. centers. So that's quite yeah. interesting. So, do you know how many players you have? In all together in these centres all around uh, Port, roughly like a rough oh. estimate. Uh, I, I, I can't give you a number because really I don't know. But I mean, so for instance, how many? What like for instance, what would like what one of these centres usually? How many players would they have in roughly? Yeah, roughly around maybe 30, 40 players. Wow. So, so, and would would and they would they pay, play fixtures as well? 
yeah, they play, they compete, they wow. they don't they don't go out from their homes with yeah. family and their environment. I think uh, we think that it's it's very important. Um, yeah, they stay in their environment. And for us, it's very important to be like that. I mean, that's quite interesting because that's quite a unique model. I haven't heard of that before anywhere in Europe where you've actually got your um, te- academy teams, you like, dotted all around the country and training and and, um, and playing. In this country, we have a rule that uh, players aren't allowed to live within an hour, outside an hour or an hour and a half after yeah. year 11 from the academy training ground. But some clubs like Southampton have um, have an agreement because they have the sea there. They can have... A bit further away, so they have another academy site, a bit like you in in Bath. But I've never heard that an academy having many, many academy um, sites around. That must really help, really support you in terms of your recruitment. Yeah, really. Very, very interesting. So, um, so just tell us a little bit about then the eights to eleven, the eights to elevens or twelves. That the beginning. What does the what does the philosophy look like for those young players when they first come in? Eight, nine, ten year olds. What sort of stuff are they doing in sessions? Yeah, first we, I think this is not uh, only what Benfica do, but what I defend also as, as a coach. In those ages, uh, the young the, the young guys, they need to, to understand uh, what are the main tools to, to play football. Uh, of course, they, they have each, uh, each of one their own talent. Uh, sometimes they are very technical they are technically very good sometimes they are physically well prepared or with potential to, to develop sometimes they are very clever but uh, first they, they need to learn the basis of the football basis football is understand uh, how to how to play how to execute how to play uh, football with their own bodies uh, they, 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 they must understand they need to first to to use their bodies to body parts. I, I, I give you an example. Uh, they must do, they must learn how to play with the left foot, right foot, how to turn, how to how to play with with the opposition in their backs. The, the basis they need to understand. So a lot of and, like, a lot of technical work and ball mastery work. Yeah, ball mastery first and technical, of course, they, they will learn because if they don't learn in those ages, it will be much difficult to learn in, in, young, in older ages. Their, their, age, their ages are critical to understand and to learn, to, 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 make, to, to develop the, the acquisition phase of learning the technical the ball mastery and those ages are critical if you don't develop this this ball mastery or technical skills in those ages it's it will be hard to, to, to develop from from so on and, and you, I think, sorry yeah, on, but but this is the first the, the first part but the second one i think it's one of the most important is you cannot forget this is a game this is a collective game um, to, to, to play collective, of course, you don't need to, to learn how to play in 4 3 3 system or how to play in pressure, pressure mentality or possession mentality. I think this is not important, but important to, to stay focused uh, that this is a collective sport. 
you play with um, colleagues, teammates, you play related with some someone, you play with an opposition, you play with a direction, you play with transition phases, and, and if you start from this starting point, uh, you will be much more prepared to, to build your academy guidelines from the bottom, because uh, you cannot forget that this is a collective game. In the first phase, I can give you an example, first phase for me it's very important to play 2v2 games uh, with goals, with transition, with uh, relationship with your teammates, relationship with the opposition, uh, first with less, uh, with less demanding and then you, you, you will progress through the ages to, to other demanding uh, levels. And, and you mentioned that playing, you're learning to play with someone in your back. I mean, just is that that focus on one v one, the one v one battle? Is that part of the the club philosophy? Yeah, one v one. I think it's very important, um, very important uh, task for for the player because um, every every spaces, every zones in the game, uh, in, in the pitch, you you play a lot of time. Uh, you play with one v one situation, of course. Uh, it depends on, on the zone or depends on the moment of the game, but every every single zone you play in the most part of the game 1v1 situation. And 1v1 with the ball, without the ball, create space for to promote 1v0 in, in sometimes in some zones, play without ball, it's very important because when you play 1v1 uh, you have uh, so many goals included not only 1v1 against your opposition, your direct op opposite. Uh, because sometimes when you are 1v1 without ball, if you move from 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 your position to another, you will create space to create 1v0 for another teammate. And sometimes we forget this, and for us it's very important. 1v1, not to only have the ball, but play without the ball to create space for, for another. Interesting. So, so tell us then, for you know, if a, a nine-year-old comes in for a session, what would that? Just talk us through what a typical session would look like. What I mean, just briefly, what you know, what sort of things would they do, and how the session would progress? Nine, nine. Yeah, nine-year-old. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I, I I have to push my memory back. <laughs> I of course I, I coach the under nine years old. I coach players like Gonçalo Guedes and Renato Sanchez in those ages, oh. and um, I remember. Of, I, I cannot tell you uh, really, honestly, because now what what how how our academy coaches do in those ages, I, can, I cannot tell you because, uh, as you imagine, uh, I'm more I'm more focused on my my age group and yeah, of course, and senior level now than. There's those 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 ages, but I remember and I believe that we do the same now. I remember that we started always with the first the first 20 minutes ball mastery, ball control, uh, technical technical development every session. So that would be like that that would be one ball each, would it, or something like that? Looking like something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something work. like that. One ball, one ball for two, or some some circuits, some some things like like um, you can uh, you can develop 
ball mastery, of course, you have to push for your creativity as a coach. But the first 20 minutes, always ball mastery, ball control, ball technique. It's very important to, to, to develop this, this kind of content every day, every session. And then uh, I moved, uh, every, every time I moved to, to, to small-sided games or medium-sided games, every time the second part of the session uh, with condition, condition, conditions that promote what, what I wanted to, to develop. Of course, we developed contents in weeks. We, we, pl we, we plan in weeks. We don't plan for the week. We plan for, how I say, the cycle was sometimes three, four weeks, sometimes more than then. Than. It depends on the, the progress of the, the, the learning process. But um, the, first, the second part of the session was every time small-sided games with goals. Some, with a direction, always uh, with opposition. Um, in, in the beginning of the season, less opposition to to promote uh, the, the 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 quality of the attacking attacking process to make them believe that attacking uh, is succeed will succeed more than create frustration because when you play. Situations 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, the success of the attack is not so good as you want in the beginning of the season. Uh, and first, we try to, to give success to the attacking process. And when the, the season goes, goes the, we start to, to make more demanding uh, games like 3v3, 4v4, uh, equal numbers to, to make them apply what they, they learn in the, in the first first part of the, the, the season and then the third part of the, the session always game conditioned games uh, we we don't we don't believe in uh, shape shape games like 5v0 6v0 we don't believe in that we believe first they need to, to understand how play with opposition of course less numbers it's important in some some points of the, the season, at some moments of the season, but we believe always in games. They play sometimes uh, 6v4, sometimes with two floaters, uh, internal or external floaters. Sometimes they play 4v3 or 5v3, sometimes they play 7v5, but always uh, this the session split in three, three parts. First, ball mastery, second, uh, Small-sided games with direction, opposition, and transitions, and third-part games. And so, when they play their game on um, the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, whenever they play, uh, what's what size is the format that they do they play when they play against opposition? Yeah, in those ages they play seven side. Seven v seven. Okay, so same as yeah. same as here. So, yeah. how much? Um, just interested. So, you know, an eight or a nine-year-old. How much would you? Would you work towards the game, or would you in the week just work towards you know individual improvement and technical improvement? Yes, we we, we cannot focus in those ages um, in the in the competition. If you focus in the competition, probably you will forget the individual development because if you if your focus main focus is win the match. Uh, sometimes you you don't focus on individual development because you can win, but you sometimes the win in those ages will, uh, will not 
help to, to, to the individual development. And, and for us, the more important in those ages is to develop players. Develop players is not only develop individual uh, individual development. Uh, is touch teach teach them how to play collective, uh, how to 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 play for win. Winning mentality is very important. Uh, how to play uh, in uh, applying those those learnings that they they are learning uh, in the week or in the, in the month or in the season. I think the competition is for that. It's to to apply the learning process and of course uh, our methodology in those ages uh, are mainly focused on developed principles. Principles that will be the the basis of of the the game in the older age youth. So just tell us a little bit about those principles then, just for for the listeners. Yeah, principles are like I said to you before. Uh, play how, how to play one v one, how to play when you have angle to go to the goal, uh, how 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 to play when you don't have angle to play in direction of the goal opposition goal. How to play? How to to find space to have the ball, the positioning. Uh, how to how to appear in the zone that uh, some of someone from your team creates space for you. How to play that? How to attack those space? That timing to attack those place, the, those those zones. I think there are some good principles to to develop defensively, of course. Uh, how to to invite your opposition to play for zones that you want to to invite? How to help your teammates when they are one v one? How to help him the the cover the, the second lines things b- b- basic things. Uh, there are some some principles that we want to develop, of course. And just um, you mentioned earlier about you you work for a three or four week cycle. I'm just interested in terms of like the planning. Would you plan yourself, or did you work for the cycle that was given to you from an age group or the club, or was it? Well, how did that work in terms of your planning for your for your few weeks? Yes, of course you have to to have um, a plan from the club first. Of course, uh, the, the starting point is a plan from the club, but you cannot forget that you are working with with boys with different um, capacities learning skills, uh, different uh, timing to, to learn. You cannot forget that because uh, if you forget that, uh, your starting point is wrong. Your plan is wrong. When you plan, you 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 must have starting point. You understand what, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and but when you are in the ground, when you when you start to work with your boys, you need to first you need to know them very uh, but very detailed and understand how they they learn when they learn uh, how much how many times they need to learn that that content and uh, of course you need to adapt your plans and the coaches uh, are free to to adapt because if you are free to adapt you'll be better better coach and you will be adapt to learning process from the player and not just to to okay, I want to to make the plan uh, works, but uh, the the player not not learning. 
more important than uh, stay uh, staying agree of the starting point. You, you must be agree with the, the learning process of the player. I think we this is very important for us. Interesting. So okay. So moving up now, then tell us a bit about when the 12s, 13, 14s. Uh, what does that look like? Uh, what's it, for, for, sorry, first of all, how how often do the under nines train a week? Nines, tens, and elevens. Three times. So they train three times a week and then play, and then so then twelve, yeah, thirteen, four fourteen. Times. Does that when does that change to four times? Uh, four times, I think. If I'm not wrong, four times they start to train in under. Uh, under 12 okay under 12. so then tell us a bit about the 12s and does that I mean uh, so you say some boys come in at 12 they live they're living at the academy yeah and so then they go to school at the at the academy as well yes yes so you have your own school there yes of course we in parallel we want to develop players but uh, our our main guideline of academy is try to develop men uh, and to develop men, you need to 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 promote the, the school, the school skills, also uh, the school mentality, because we already know from the experience and, of course, from the common sense that the most part of the players will not play professional, uh, and we have uh, this concern about their development as a man, uh, and we all the players. They, they need to, to, to study, they need to go to the school. Uh, we have a social department that every day uh, they, they are very close to the players. And um, yeah, that's it. So uh, do all the under-12s then go, go to the school? Or just some uh, of them? Who? So does the whole team, all of the under-12s, will they all attend the school and be full-time in the academy? For sure. So everybody goes in there, and then that yeah. that runs all that runs all the way up to yeah. say, 16, 17, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also the nineteenth, also nineteenth. So they all go to the same school. Yeah, same school. Sometimes not the same because of the schedule. But we have three schools okay. around around the academy that we have protocols and they, they study there. And so but, what? So what would that look like then? In a, a, a like a an average week training how does that work do they come into you in the mornings and go to school or the other way around yeah they they can because portugal have a different um, different contest than in england we we have really big differences between uh, the school uh, the school schedule and uh, the school guidelines here because the the day is very is very fulfilled by by, by school uh, school starts at eight eight in the morning and only finish around six afternoon five afternoon every day wow. they are very busy in school uh, and we need to adapt and we cannot change that we need to adapt the sessions in those ages for for, for those boys uh, i can give you example they, they start uh, example of the day they start here in academy they they take the breakfast, the breakfast, and then they go. We we promote, we provide transport to the school. They go to the school. They study every day. Then they lunch in the academy. Uh, they go again to the school, and when they return to the academy around five o'clock, they start uh, to train. After the session, they start to train. Sometimes individual 
individual, sometimes in the week, individual development only, uh, 45 minutes. We have a department who develops the individual. Uh, and then. So, what's, uh, just quickly talk about that. What's that individual development? What's that, what does that mean and look like, Jao? Individual development, we, we create this department in the club because we, we understand that we have that need. It's a gap for us because if we if we have more time to to train with those boys, uh, probably we we will include individual development in the training session. But we don't have so many time to to work together with all. But everyone, every young player has their their schedule uh, and their availability, and from that we we create individual development to to fulfill all the needs from from individual uh, and this this department works uh, in social social dimension technical dimensional the main the main one tactical uh, the psychology psychological um, so that might we, be so that might be an individual technical session with a coach like that yeah, or something along yeah, those lines yeah, yeah. 45 minutes uh, maximum in the day sometimes someone some of them they, they they practice three times in the week. Some of them only one. It depends on the on the the, the, uh, the availability. So then, that's just quite interesting about that the individual training because. Um, yeah. So then, so how so they sometimes do technical sessions, then sometimes do psychological sessions. So how many people do you have in this individual department? There we have a lot of resources now. We have um, psychology. We have a lot of um, a lot of people working those in this dimension now. We have a coordinator. Then we have three, uh, four, four, four persons in this area to work with the, the young boys. Working with the young boys, uh, coaches. We have the assistant coaches from every ages. They work individual development um, we have a coordinator of course uh, of, of this this department but who coordinates this is the is the, the big man is the technical coordinator he, he make the helicopter vision he, he, he make the guidelines and we and our assistants and our guys who work in this department they they make the they make the, the sessions they make the they make the plans for each individual, and yes. So, so for instance, then, Jao, um, so for instance, maybe someone would be would be identified as having problem with maybe you mentioned earlier playing with a defender in the back. Then yeah. maybe would then they'd work over that over a series of weeks or something like that. Yeah, uh, individual planning. We we create individual planning for each one. Interesting. Very interesting. And then just tell us a little bit about then the uh, the methodology then in twelve to sixteens. How does that how has that changed from the Eights to elevens. What's the differences? Uh, yeah, like I said you before, uh, it's not my focus now. But okay. uh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I can tell you a little bit of what we want to to promote. Of course, we need we need to develop players. We need to make them much more prepared uh, in in 16s than in 19s. We we the game will have more demands uh, when you throughout the ages of course as you understand um, the principles are more complex um, and we want to develop those principles but with the same 
the same mentality. Uh, of course, we understand that sometimes you don't, you don't, you cannot learn, uh, learn just only uh, practice. You need to compete. You need to uh, to make uh, your learnings. You, you you need to apply your learnings in the competition. And sometimes to to make you feel success for the players, but. The, the most important thing is in which level are you when you, you play, which level are you when you play with demanding opposition. And uh, yeah, the, the same thing that I said for the under nines, uh, with more complexity, you move from, from, from under nine to, to under 16, the same, but uh, you, you, you start to focus more in the collective uh, principles. Uh, because when you move from the 16s to to older ages, uh, uh, you are more close to the professional level, and you need to understand the game. And so, when do you start working on formations? And you know, do you have a do you have a, a set formation in the academy that is preferred? Yes, we honestly we start to to. To focus on the formation when you start to play 11 aside or uh, around 11, uh, of course you need to. You cannot play in chaos. You, you play, of course, you have uh, some references, uh, but our main references are the principles. But you cannot you cannot play in the chaos system. You you must play in the system. Uh, sometimes a player will play as a winger, sometimes he will play as a fullback, sometimes uh, he will play as a six. In those ages, they need to understand the match, they need to understand the game, they need to play in every position possible, of course, depending on his profile, of course, but they need to understand the game, they need to analyze well the game, they need to, to stay comfortable playing in a system, every system possible, but uh, as you as you said you uh, as you said before, we have a reference. We play in four three three system because we believe that that is the most um, I'll say this is the most flexible system that you can play in teaching uh, the players because if you if you have a good a good and well defined the, the dynamic. In the system, you can change from the 4-3-3 to 4-4-2 to 3-5, 3-5-2. You can play 3-4-3, and the the system are very flexible to to, to teach the game to, to the boys. And so, so what age do they start playing um, eleven aside? Uh, eleven. Eleven. Okay. So, yeah, so that's okay. So that's interesting. And then, so then, just tell us about then. Um, so you talk about them playing in different positions. What age do they, do you start to maybe fix them in a position? Uh, sometimes uh, under nineteen. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes uh, you you change position uh, when when they are almost professional. But of course, we start to fix position since uh, sixteen. So then, before they're sixteen, they're playing all positions around the pitch. Yeah, depending on the, those profiles. Of course, you, if you have a very good central back uh, in eleven, uh, you, you want to, to develop him uh, in the center in the center back. Uh, 
since under 12, under 11 to, to under 19, of course. But uh, I can assure you that he will he will try to play as a six. He will try playing as a eight. He will try playing as a fullback uh, from under 11 to under 16. But uh, we we all already know that he will he will be a center half sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes in those cases you you start to develop players because if you have the the right profile to be a centre back, you will not play as a winger, as you can imagine. But uh, some some of them we have we have here a, a big group. They are very very they can play they can play in a lot of positions and uh, we we will just. Fixing in a position uh, from 16. Interesting. So now tell us about your role then with the under 19s. Um, tell us about your typical week with the boys. What does that look like? Our typical week is uh, is the is the typical professional week, uh, as you can imagine. As I said you before, we we are very concerned to the school with the school, also with the school development. Uh, we want that all the players can study, all the players can have conditions to, to be another thing if they are not professional in football. But our week starts in Monday. Uh, we start the day with a breakfast, everyone together. They, then they move, they go to the gym, they, they practice on the gym, their individual planning. Then they go to the session uh, and in an afternoon, some of them, they go to the school and the other group that study at night or, or they don't study because they are from abroad or they have another or they study just online 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 school they have uh, sessions afternoon individual sessions uh, or gym sessions uh, depending on their needs and then we, we we train every day of the week we only have one free day is a Sunday we play on Saturday uh, yeah that's our week and what Sundays boys have the day off do they just to do yes, they, like? yeah. yes they, they need the day off uh, because some of them around you can imagine around from for, between 40 uh, and 60 percent they, they are not from Lisbon they, they are from south from north region of, of, of country and they need to, to go to their families. Sometimes it's hard because one one day is not enough because they play on Saturday. They need to travel. They need to travel back on Sunday afternoon to be on, on Monday morning starting the day. Sometimes they don't go, but yeah, they need to, to, to have the day off to, to visit their families. And you talk about, you know, obviously school being really important, so, but how, what do you do? I mean, obviously there must, you talk about the relationship with the first team, some of these guys must be getting called up to train with the first team and do this, you know, and have opportunities like that. How do you deal with that with the school as well? Then, you know, they, they must have to miss school sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they need to miss school or because of session. Session, we, we try to to adapt, to, to, don't, to don't give them free days or sessions when they have school. But uh, we need to adapt, and we, we can adapt, and we manage that with the social department. And we are in we are in agree every day, no problem about that. Sometimes first team and B team they need them to, to coach, to, to train, 
uh, yeah, that that's the the reality that we we need to understand. Of course, in those ages, the first the first um, the first option for them is, is is to be professional players because they are they have professional contracts. Uh, they need if we can adapt the school, perfect, and we will do it, and we will show them that the school is very important. But when the first team demands. Um, or the, some first team need them, or the national team need them. We need to manage that in a different way, uh, and they need to understand uh, the priority is to develop the, their careers as a football uh, football player, of course. But we we I can tell you, I can assure you that we manage uh, with a lot of detail, <laughs> a lot of with a lot of work to 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 make them understand that they need to, to, to go to the school also. And, and what, where do you, you play on Saturday? So what's the competition you compete in? You compete against all clubs around from, from uh, the whole country? Yeah, in Portugal we have a different reality than, than in England. In England, the Under-18 Championship is have a different profile. Here, from the under-9 years old, we have formal competition. We compete in a championship, and then 19. We we have a, a national championship. They are splitted. This championship is splitted in, in two in two phases. The first phase, you play 12 teams, south teams, uh, two series, one south, one north, 12 each, the first division, and then we find the the four the four. Place for first places in each series, in each in each series, yes. And then the first, the second phase of the championship, uh, we'll find the champion. Uh, we play eight teams, uh, two 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 legs away in home games, fourteen matches, uh, and we'll find the champion. Okay, I'm just interested as well. So you, ha- you there's a B team at the club, right? And they play in like the second division. Is that is that correct? Yeah, is that correct? The second division in Portugal. And so, do do often some players from your squad squad get called up to that squad to play and and that sort of thing? Is there like movement between those squads? Yes, a lot. Uh, when the B team was created, uh, the, our strategy was to 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 make this team a very important stage in their development uh, and and try to to increase. The speed of their development. <coughs> For example, if you are under 18, uh, if you have a, a very good under 18 player, you will not play in our team under 19. You will play in the B team. You will move to B team, uh, and we want to develop him most, most faster to, to go to the first team. If, if he's a very good talent and his level allows him to play in the B team, he will play, he will not play for us. Uh, and the 19 team, in, uh, at the moment, is a platform to to receive players from the setting and to move players to the B team. It's a platform, the best players are competing with the, the B team. We have nine players now and the 19 in the B team. And, and so you said when it was created, how long is it you had the B team? Uh, six years. 
So interesting because obviously, you know, as you're probably aware in England, we have a tr- bit of a problem at the moment with our young players getting an opportunity. So, I mean, obviously you guys don't have that issue, but I mean, I suppose, you know, the argument that you're giving these young players adult experienced football against, you know, seasoned professionals, that must be a real benefit to your programme. Yes, it's very benefit. Uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes we we found when B team was not a reality for us. Sometimes we found that uh, they are they need another level. They need an, another uh, challenge to 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 promote their their talent and to to make a, a proper stimulus to, to to develop. Sometimes the under 19 championship is not enough, and the B team. Creates and you have a you have a young Englishman in there, so um, <laughs> from Ar- came from Arsenal. Is that yes. right? Have Have you seen him play much? Yes, he's playing. Uh, uh, as you can imagine, Portugal and England, uh, different contests, uh, different environment, uh, different competition, um, and he's he's adapt. He's he's going well. Uh, of course, the, the the expectations from him are very high when he started in the, in the first team. Now he's competing in the B team, B team, B team in the second league. Uh, he's doing well. I think he, he has a lot of potential. And he will improve a lot. I mean, and, and what, what's your thoughts? What's when you know when you look at England? What, I mean, what's what's your um, thoughts on the English players and the English de- development system? Uh, yeah, as you know, I. Took a license and then finishing the pro license in Wales. Um, I have a lot of, of contact with English reality, and I was I am very interested to know how how, do you, how you work, how you how you make your youth development, uh, how you link youth development with a professional level, and uh, I find some differences. Of course, uh, I found some some very good things. Sorry, okay. I find some very good things, um, very, uh, very top-level work that you do. Some flaws, of course, according with our reality. So, what's the talk about those differences? What what are the main sort of differences you you notice? I think the the profile of the competition level, the competition mentality is very very different. Uh, in Portugal, we start. Uh, very early to to make them understand that this is a game uh, and the game we want to win a game we, we have to play collective as I said before the game um, you need to play with your teammates collective mentality winning mentality for us is very important uh, I, I understand if you if you if you ask some theoretical people from football or from another vision, they, they say, yeah, okay, mentality, winning mentality is not so important in younger ages, da, 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 da. but um, for us, it's very important profile. Of course, not winning at any cost is not, not, not the right, is not our main guideline when, when I talk about winning mentality, but uh, teach them how to win competing for win, um, understand that this is a collective sport, uh, more important than develop only the individual. I think 
is a big difference between our reality and English reality. Uh, we have competition, formal competition from younger ages. Uh, I think that's a very big difference between our reality. Sometimes good for us, sometimes not good for us. Sometimes very good for you, don't have formal competition. Uh, imagine under 15 or under 14. Uh, sometimes uh, not good. They, you can, if you put in a balance, maybe we can find the balance between us. Uh, we found not in Benfica because we have, I think we have very good mentality in, and a very good balance between winning and developing. But some clubs in Portugal they don't uh, they don't focus on the development. They focus on winning in those ages and not allow some players to develop correctly. And in England, you can develop correctly. And good things I found in England is you have a, a very good uh, top-class resources, top-class coaches. We, we coaches are very, I think you are very interested in, in, this, in, in these things they are very important, methodology, guidelines, blah, 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 principles. Uh, this is very important for development. You have very, very professional resources, very, very good people working with the boys. Um, just think, just well, interested, sorry to interrupt you, mate. So, because um, obviously I, I, when I worked at Tottenham and Chelsea many years, uh, you know, we, we travelled abroad a lot and we often saw Benfica players and uh, always very good, always very good teams, always very good, technically good boys. So, I mean, what were your thoughts when you saw, you, mean, you must have done many tournaments of all age groups, what's your, what's your thoughts on the actual player, English players? And has that, you know, you've been in the game a long time, uh, so has that changed over the years, the sorts of players you've seen coming out of England? Uh, yes, uh, I'm very interested now to, to visit some academies in England, uh, as I told you, I have good friends in every academy in England, good friends working there. Uh, we, we talk a lot, often, but I want to see with my eyes, how do you work? But I mean, in terms of when you see the players, what do you see or have you seen in the past, you know, when you see them at tournaments, English player, a typical English player maybe, what do they look like or, you know, the, if you're going to stereotype and has that changed over the years when you, what you've seen? Yes, that, that's, that, that's it was, uh, was I'm talking about. And I think I'm very interested to know because uh, a few few years ago when I when we saw English players, English teams, they are very good players, very good talented players, but um, very they don't play like I can say you this they are like. They, they are not so adaptable players. They only know playing in the same way. And, and when the game change, or the coach change the game, they have more difficulties to adapt to, to, to the game. Uh, I, okay. Do you understand this? Yeah, absolutely. I'm clear. And yeah. they are very <laughs> mindsetted to a, a some type of game. Uh, and when you change during the game, they are not so able to adapt and some, the most part of the time they are not able to 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 have succeed. And now you can, I think, in my opinion, you are better in this. I think you can adapt much better. 
uh, I think now when when we see young players in England, you see very powerful players physically, very powerful, very well prepared because uh, I know that Premier League uh, level you need to be very well prepared physically. Uh, I think it's a common sense opinion about Premier League environment. You need to be very physical, very well prepared physically. And I think you bet a lot of in this in this dimension. Uh, compared with our reality, it's it's huge differences. Um, technically, very 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 good, very good players, very well prepared players. Technically, the basis, the pass, the reception, the the heading, the shooting, very well prepared players. I I think you can improve on decision making. Uh, you can improve all the academies in decision making, and to improve decision making is to improve in the, some of some of um, guidelines of the methodology. Uh, methodology that promotes decision making is is uh, it's, it's a mentality, it's a philosophy. Interesting. And so, just tell us a bit about then uh, coach development. Firstly, at the club. What does the club do to help develop its coaches and train them? And then also then what do you do as a coach yourself to develop you? I mean, talked about, you know, visiting academies and stuff. Yeah, I'm uh, in my in my mind. Um, I need to 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 improve every day. Uh, in my mind, I need to, to talk with a lot of a lot of different realities every day to 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 make me much better coach for me myself. I have I have the I have the the concern to to know how everyone works. Uh, of course, I have my convictions, I have my ideas, but I need to reflect every day. If I don't reflect every day, I think uh, I will think that I know everything and the best, or I'm 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 the best coach ever, uh, or I'm I'm doing the correct things. And I think for coaches, young coaches. Uh, like me, you need to, to reflect on your practices. You need to know uh, another ideas, different ideas. Sometimes to to make your convictions much better. Sometimes change some of your convictions. Uh, sometimes for learn because we need to learn every day. I am very focused on around areas, not only football, technical football like systems or methodology technical things about football but things about how to lead with boys how to to how to lead with boys how to lead with your uh, people around football like agents uh, directors board blah 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 parents uh, fans uh, I, I, I'm a very interested guy in psychology uh, teams because in you cannot forget you are working with men, we are working with uh, human beings and to, 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 to be a good coach you need to be a good human being um, leader. For me it's very important to, to understand this. Uh, of course, technical, technically speaking, always, uh, always uh, reflect on my methodology every day. Uh, I want to be, I want to make the best session 
possible. I think about my sessions 24 hours a day. I'm very passionate about creating exercises, creating exercises that fit with my content. Uh, I don't create exercises for nothing. I create exercises to achieve a goal, to achieve uh, a development as a team, as a, as a backline, as a tacking uh, situation, as uh, individual development. Uh, every exercise have a goal to achieve and for me it's it's a it's a very important thing for a coach and so you obviously and um when we spoke before you said you you'd had a uh some time with the first team as assistant with the first team uh tell us a little bit about that time and what was that like look you've gone from the beginning all the way to the end and what were the main differences working with that with the first team yeah it was was amazing uh, i was um, 27 years old at that moment. I was very young, uh, and I faced players as Rui Costa, Luizão, Di Maria, uh, top players at that moment. My, I was their fans, and suddenly I was uh, working with them, and the profile of the the staff was very low profile, at the, not low profile, but the staff, the staff at, at that moment was an internal um, solution for, you, I don't know if you know the, the Spanish coach Camacho, José Antonio Camacho, yeah. left the club and the club found uh, an internal solution for six months and uh, I was in that, in that staff. Um, when I suddenly I found myself uh, make the sessions in, in, in staff, staff mentality, of course, working in teamwork, of course, with the staff, but I was uh, leading the, the exercises, I was uh, talking with the players every session. It was a very good experience for me because I need to face another reality, different reality from the youths, but very important. <coughs> in my coaching process, my coaching development process, because, uh, as you said, I saw the ending point. I saw how all need to achieve, how all they need to achieve that level, all in, what, what they need to, to have to achieve that level. It was very important for me, knowing the ending point. It was decisive in my process, because um, I was working every, I, I work every day in these ages to develop players to achieve that level. I know the level. I know that level. It's very important for me to, to understand um, what is the ending point. And this is a, a thing that coaches in these ages uh, must, must understand. And so, I mean, you said you're working with players like Di Maria. I mean, what was that like? I mean, setting sessions up and trying to coach these guys. It must be a really different dynamic for the 19s and obviously further down. Yes, it was, it was very, very, very different. Uh, I remember some episodes with, with them. Di Maria, I can tell you no problem. Um, when the, the session ends, he was at, the, at that moment under, nine, under 19 years old. 
and he wanted to, to develop, he wanted to, to improve, and every session he, he asked me to, to stay with him in the end, uh, doing crosses, doing shooting skills to improve the technique. And every day, every session, he, he did that. Uh, and I understand that all the players, the, the best players, the best players ever, they like to work, they like to improve. They need to, to make uh, extra training, extra working. Uh, they are very focused on working to improve. And those players, those talented players, of course, because they are very talented, they need to, they need to be uh, hard workers. Uh, and I saw with my eyes, not what I read, I saw uh, this is a very true, very true mentality. Do you, do you think that's um, a common a common trait, a common personality where top the top players they work away from the game, they go and work on their technical areas away from the training. Uh, no, no doubt about that. Uh, I know, I, I know from from these years, I know a lot of top players in different realities: England, France, Portugal. And all the top players they they need they need from themselves to work extra, to, to be hard workers, to achieve the best levels ever. Because if you see players like Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, every time you want to be the best. And this is a common profile of the, the best. Do you think, um, just I mean, reflecting on your time working with 9s, 10s, 11s, 16s, that do you try and encourage players to have to have that mentality? Or do you think they have that already? Or do you think that's something that you can, you can um, try and develop? That, that will to that intrinsic mechanism to want to go away and work on my technical areas away from training put the extra hours in yes uh, first first they need individual they need to have this this profile individual uh, I think uh, you, you can find young players with this mentality be the best every day uh, very ambitious uh, individual profile you can find but uh, for us, it's very important as academy to to promote this environment. Everyone in the academy, uh, we are very demanding. Uh, everyone in every areas, we we cre create every day a very demanding environment. Uh, when some player achieve our level, they need to understand that they need to be the best. They need to improve every day. They need to to stay in top level every day of course it depends on the ages uh, days moments of course I, we understand that but we, we, want, we want to make them feel when they cross the line from from our academy they need to they, they, when they step in in our academy they need to feel demanding ambition they need to feel winning mentality because uh, we want to promote that environment of course, some some part of them they are not prepared. Some time of them they will quit for sure. But the the most part of them they will develop these skills, these mentality skills, and we understand that uh, this this demanding this demanding uh, environment is decisive for the development of the boys. And and so what? Just lastly, last couple of questions. What what advice would you give to a young aspiring coach who'd like to get to a high level like you you're you're at at the moment? Yes. First, believe believe in your in yourself. Believe in your ability. Uh, 
Uh, I am a coach who who steps, who make uh, safe steps every season. Uh, um, I started 17 years ago with nobody helping me. Uh, I was, I was, I started from the scratch. Uh, I started with nobody helped me. Um, I believe in myself. Um, I heard a lot of good advices and good advices for me was uh, it's impossible to achieve great level it's not possible it, only for the former players only for the friends of friends uh, I heard a lot of these good advices and, and I consider good advices because it makes me believe that you, you, you can change them and I was and I was like that I believe in myself um, I don't I never make illusions from the compliments. I never go down when they criticize me. I always be, I always was focused and I, I, I keep focused on what's really important for be a good coach. Uh, and for me, be a good coach is uh, do things right every day. And think things right is, uh, as a coach, you can only control your process. You cannot control what people will say about you, what directors think about you, but uh, you need to be the best coach ever for the players that you have. Best coach is a demanding coach, friend of the players, friend to help and to make them understand that you are there for for them. You need to, to work with them for them, not for you. The, the players feel when you play or, or when you work for you, or when you work for them and they like coaches that work for them, for them, their development. And demanding uh, good methodology to, to challenge players every day. You need to challenge them. If they feel that your methods don't challenging them, uh, probably you will not be best coach for them. And uh, finally, I work every day to be the best coach ever. Uh, even if I coach uh, under 19, even if I go to a conference, even if I'm talking with you now, uh, I always think that I need to be the best ever uh, to, to, to put my levels uh, high. And finally, just then, uh, what, what about advice for a young player starting, starting his or her journey in the game? Yeah, don't lose passion for game. I think it's it's important one. You need to, to be passionate about the game. If you don't have passion, passion for me passion is going to the session to, to feel that you will you will play, you will enjoy playing with the ball, playing with your teammates and sometimes football now, uh, grassroots football is about uh, shape shape <laughs> shape games uh, not enjoyable sessions uh, you don't you don't play you don't compete sometimes it's a problem uh, not only in portugal in england every everywhere uh, grassroots football is not playing and i think it's a, it's, it's a mistake a big mistake because with this you will make players lose passion about the game if you if you really go to the deep of football you will see in in the streets you will see in the neighborhoods the, the kids are uh, 
the kids have passion for the game because they play, because they play 44, because they play uh, 11 years old against 16 years old, they play, they have the, the competition uh, environment included in the game. And you, you need to, to, to make, need to make them passion, to make have passion for the game. I think it's very important for the young boys. And second, uh, work hard every day. Don't uh, the, the 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 same advice that I give to all coaches, young coaches, is the same that I give to the young players. Uh, don't don't believe in that good advice that you are not capable to achieve. And if you have self confidence, if you believe in yourself, work hard. Don't believe in illusions. Don't believe in blah 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 things that you heard every day from your uh, not coaches, not 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 people who wants your best for for football development. Uh, work every day, try to be the best every day. You will achieve a very good level for sure every day. Jao, thank you so much. It's been really really interesting. Thank you for your time. Okay, thank you. We we'll speak soon. If you need something, please let me know. Thanks for tuning in to the MyPersonalFootballCoach.com Soccer Player Development Podcast. MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Dynamic Ball Mastery Program is the world's leading online individual technical training program, proven and developed at the highest level in the English Premier League. Sign up now to train like the pros and take your game to the next level. Master the ball, master the game.